Hi, it's Isaac. Um, just a quick note at the top of the show to apologise profusely for this episode being late. This is very unlike us. We've had a few that are out like after midnight our time on the day they're supposed to because editing's taking a while, but we don't count those. This one we had ready to go, and as we mentioned in the episode a few times, we had to kind of bootstrap a recording setup other than our usual thing because the host was just down. The platform we used was was going AWOL. They had a lot of issues. It took them about a week to get it all back together. So sorry it's late. I was going to say I hope it's worth waiting for, but I don't want to, you know, get your expectations up too high. It's more of the same kind of nonsense. We are going to be keeping to our Wednesday weekly schedule for the foreseeable future. Uh, God and internet host willing. Enjoy the show. Thank you. I'd rather have a bowl of... Cocoa Pops. Okay. And then do a countdown ready in this rhythm. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Wait, <laughs> wait, what is this that we're doing, please? It's so that I can time the rhythm of it. Five. Am I, wait, no, stop, stop, stop. Am I supposed to be doing it as soon as I No, you're supposed you? to do it in rhythm. Five. Right, oh, I see. Five. Four. Three. Two. <laughs> this is worse than useless. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 45 of That's a Shame. Mm. My name is Declan. With me as ever, of course, as (laughs) always, as every week, as every bi-week, but now again every week. (laughs) It's... Way to bring us down. It's Isaac. Isaac, hi. That's me. How are you? How are you doing? Isaac? Oh, I'm all right, thank you. I've been let's having not... fun with this whole recording <laughs> setup today. Yeah, I was about to say, let's not have a lie. You are no. not okay. I'm on edge, not on the edge of my seat in a good way, and on edge about the whole recording thing. I, I'm fairly confident this episode will never make it to anyone's ears, <laughs> either because, or, like, whatever we're recording it in, we'll just give up. Or our host will just vanish off the face of the earth. I've turned down my mic sensitivity by a fraction of 1%. Uh And I'm now definitely 100% inaudible. Good. Can't wait to edit. So I'm having to adjust on the fly, which I'm sure is going to make it much easier for you (laughs) on your end. (laughs) I can't see that having any backlash at all. Well, Um, we're back once again. We are. For a triumphant return to, um, well, I don't know if this will have come out, I was going to say to schedule, but our host is down at the moment, so it might not be out until the future in some vague way. So sorry about that. But at least it's here, hey? It will be here. Yeah. He said overconfidently. By the time you've heard it, it's it's out, isn't it? So what what are you going to do? Have a go at us? What Pipe are you down. complaining about? Exactly. Miserable bastards. What an episode we have, though. Am I right? As I hope ever. so. When you say that every week, some people think it cheapens it. It's weird, isn't it? I don't get that line of argument those, myself. Those people are fools, mm. Isaac. They don't know what they're because, talking about. Because you just happen to be correct every week. You're just being honest. Yeah, exactly. Look, if one week it's like a warrant canary, if I stop saying it, you'll know something's up. And I sound like I've been replaced. Yeah. 
I've been summoned to a secret court to have Declan shot for crimes against Blockswitch. When you tune in to episode 16, it's just Isaac and Siri. You'll know that things <laughs> have really gone downhill for Shame City. Well, you know, everyone has a different perspective on Siri's contribution to the show. And we'll, we'll leave it to the listeners to decide. But look, we've got 11 plus stories. We've got uh, possibly a scam call that I recorded that I'll attach to the end of this episode Ooh. to bulk out the content. <laughs> We've Fantastic. <got> something <laughs> about tuition story that I'll just imagine out of my brain. And of course, where would we be without the key patron of this podcast, our muse, our icon, Proust? He'll be making a big comeback, won't he? He certainly will. And I, I, it's I've been got, years since we discussed it. I've got a feeling that this week's questions are going to be something out of the ordinary. I would not bet a single silver penny on that. <laughs> I did say that with no knowledge of what they were, but a lot of knowledge of what they have Some been. Of the worst so far. <laughs> Thanks, Marcel. Look, if you had to be a species of slug, which species of slug would be third on your list? Yep, it's pretty much the vibe. Where ever to begin is the question we find ourselves. With this much content, the job really becomes not how do we deliver the quality because that's already there, but in what order do we, do we kind of build the narrative of this episode? How do we navigate our way through the absolute maze yeah, a jungle of content that we of have for quality. you? Um, well, I think that we probably just email dive straight in <laughs> with something we haven't mentioned. You're right. It's email. <laughs> No, I don't know. I made that up. I was Okay, well, shall I start with some 11 plus stuff? Yeah, why not? Because you haven't told me anything about it. You're going to have to set up a lot of context for what the 11 plus is. So, in... At the moment, it just sounds like a very questionable dating requirement. <laughs> it's going to land you in a lot of trouble. Gender? Pff, don't worry about it. <laughs> just the requirements are simple. Um, no, so the 11 plus is an entrance exam for secondary school uh-huh. uh, in ever decreasing numbers of places across the UK. Mm. Um, Essex seems to be the last bastion oh, really, of the grammar school. Yeah. I mean, we have um, about eight or nine just in my like local area. Ah. Um, what do you think it you says about a county that they particularly enjoy investing time and money into testing 11-year-olds? Uh, well, probably nothing good. Mm. But I suppose that it, it's probably a a facet of being so close to London mm-hmm. um, that there's a need or a desire for any kind of edge in terms of okay. educational competition, but that there isn't necessarily enough money to go to the next step of private education. Mm-hmm. So we've settled on something in the middle. A hinterland. That's the one. Cool. Um, so, uh, these are primary school children who take a test in maths and English. And I th- I think in some places, something called verbal reasoning as well. But I think oh, that they're trying to phase that out. Yeah, that um, was like the main thing I remember from doing it back in the day. Was yeah. all that verbal, non-verbal reasoning stuff. It was like puzzles. Yeah, so I think, that they're tr- I think they're trying to phase out the verbal reasoning because it's the fact that it's most... Well, not that it's nonsense, but it's the factor that's most easily um, tutored. Like it separates people oh, okay. by who's been tutored and who hasn't. And they're trying to mm-hmm. eliminate that as much as possible. But uh, they, the English examination consists of a comprehension and then a continuous writing piece. And that in and of itself is a tenuous name for what some of them manage to provide. Okay. Um, so 
I was asked to do this last year by my the school that I had worked for. Mm-hmm. And it's decent money for like not very much work at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's always quite a laugh. Um, so I decided to do it again. And uh, I went along. This year it was at uh, King Edward VI Grammar School the marking was taking place. Yeah. Essentially the Gosh, location for the marking changes. Yeah, it changes each uh, year. And every school in in the sort of South Essex region sends along like three people to make the maddest crack squad of markers you ever did see. Sounds like a really very quickly rejected pilot season sitcom commission. Yes. (laughs) Markers. Who would we have as our three? It's got to be like a madcap group. I'd get Whoopi Goldberg. So you get Whoopi Goldberg in. Um, you probably get maybe Jeremy Irons in. <laughs> We're just doing the Lion King. Man. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then Mufasa. <laughs> Matthew Broderick. <laughs> you just get a bird just to be the third mark. You get the Serengeti just to turn up. <laughs> Start spitting sand at everyone. So uh, I turned up and um, the quality was actually, on average, I'd say higher than last year. What's everyone's but- handwriting like? Oh, ho, ho. variable, dreadful. Really, that's good uh, it's to know. much like yours. Mm, no, well, I like to know that they're not but, overtaking me. But imagine if you had even less motor control. Oh, can't. Apart from one kid who um, who was uh, had preposterously neat handwriting, Seriously. and then I realised that he'd had a scribe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was probably yeah. a, one of Little the reasons. Roman emperor child. Yeah. So, um, I have. Vaguely, but only in my head, separated the long list of uh, things I've written down mm-hmm. into uh, categories okay. for us today. So if it sounds like I'm struggling, it's because it is still all one jumbled chronological list okay. rather than anything uh, conducive to podcasting. But I have made uh, quite the record of all of the unfortunate, sometimes funny sometimes tragic things mm-hmm. that these children have written. Okay. So already. I figure that there's no better place to start off than with an old favorite of ours, which is misspellings. Okay. This is good. Can I ask before we dive in though? Of course. I want to get a real, I want to get in the heads of the, the examinators as they call them. Um, right. I just want to know like, what sort of question am I setting these children? What is the prompt? So they have two questions mm-hmm. and there are 20 minutes to complete both. Goodness, that's not long. Nope. It's not a continuous one, at all. Each one is only needs to be six or seven sentences. Oh, right. So the first question this year was, what is uh, um, your, explain what is your favorite part of the school day? And the second <laughs> was. so devoid of imagination. The second was, uh, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Okay. Quite disparate so, questions so far. There's yeah, a lot exactly. of contrast. So, um, thankfully, they were both topics that did provide for some particularly uh, intricate levels of nonsense from these kids, mm, that was good. which we'll get on to soon. But we dive straight in to the world of misspellings. Now, the best thing about these is that so many of them, because they are on the whole clever kids taking this, even the ones that, that won't pass, uh-huh. um, is that there there aren't many dreadfully wrong um, spellings of words. Uh-huh. But 
when they are, they're absolutely appalling. Okay. <laughs> and when they're not, they're our favourite type of just one letter off. Yeah. Oh, you're so close, type. but you got pipped at the post. So the first one that I wrote down, in fact, the first thing that I wrote down at all um, was the child who said, I like to spend my lunchtime running through the fields of daffodils. A daffodil is like Daffy the Duck stuck to a big flower, like a kind of Christ figure. I think it sounds like the first draft for Day of the Triffids. (laughs) The daffodils. The daffodil began to... No, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm burning this page. Um. We then have two animals. I don't believe here. that child anyway. Are they allowed to just imagine lies? Because no fucking way is a kid in Essex running through uh, a field of daffodils at lunch. I'm hoping you weren't one of those total mugs at school who, whenever you were set a task about like your home life or something, was fastidiously true, even if it was boring as well. Oh, I just hell. didn't do them. That was my solution. I see. Great. <laughs> just bypass. Here's a little trick, guys. Just bypass the whole work. There was always someone in German who would like come in and not having done it or not having done very much. Mm. And when asked why he hadn't done the exercise about uh, what do you do in your free time? His answer was, I don't do anything. So I didn't have anything to say. Wow. It's depressing. <laughs> the teacher was like, I'm not going to check. Like I'm not, that's not the point of the homework. It's not a spy. I'm not ringing up your mum going, does he really do this? Does he really, like, does he really go to church every Sunday? Or is That's, he just lying to me? Yeah. Someone at my primary school, shit. though, because look, there's a flip side to this. Someone at my primary school wrote, uh, it was supposed to be a similar thing like chronicling. I think we were learning about diary format or something. And they wrote a piece about, uh, dear diary, today daddy came home with his big box like he does every week. And in it, uh, it transpired was a load of guns that he was smuggling. And I don't think he used the word smuggling, but it talked about how daddy used to sell the guns. And clearly this kid had just seen a film, but yeah. the teacher went mental. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> there was an investigation. We were like asked questions like, does, does a uh, seem like his parents are drug smugglers? <laughs> no, Miss Morton, not on the whole. So there's a danger to fiction is what I'm getting at. I suppose there is, but that's why we need teachers who aren't idiots. Oh, yeah. That's That's the real danger. Or parents who aren't smugglers. We had two animals next. Mm -hmm. Someone wrote, and what annoyed me about this one particularly is that it felt like, you know, oh, they were rushing, they accidentally got it wrong. But then they spelt it this way about three times throughout. Mm. And it's not exactly a forgivable misspelling. Um, They'd spelt turtle, Mm -hmm. but with no second T. (laughs) So it's just... Pearl. That's a horrid word. And first time I was like, oh, I mean, okay, fair enough. And then later on, they're like, yeah, I'd like to be a turl. Oh dear. It sounds like a nautical slur of some sort. <laughs> like a really <laughs> ugly fucking, mermaid. You fucking turl. She's got you. barnacles for eyes. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, and in the same uh, section, they talked about how they'd also, if they couldn't be a turl, they'd like to be a dolphin. <laughs> well, dolphin. that's a shame as well. Uh, one kid wrote about how the field was eye bobbling <laughs> <laughs> and then also how one of his lessons was mind bobbling. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sweet. Such a sweet little mistake. Oh, <laughs> I hope that's the mind- kind of thing that his family have just never corrected. 
Yeah. yeah. My mind bobbles at the force <laughs> of this. <laughs> Absolutely bobbles. There's a board mind. game called Boggle, isn't there? So I'll have fun playing that. Yeah. <laughs> Bless. Um, there was one kid who had a, a very existentialist space. Okay. Um, where he, uh, talking about the power of invisibility and then how you would come out from that. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, I could make myself visible, <laughs> which oh, wow. felt really deep. Yeah. <laughs> Just really like getting the heart of him known, mm. you know, the very core. The body's still invisible, but somehow his, his just manifestation of agency can be seen from every point on the planet. We got stuck in traffic on the motorway. <laughs> <laughs> motorway is such a horrible way. Another, um, another person who I was marking with found an unfortunate sequence where somebody talked about how they like to play hide and seek on the field and there's a little copse for them to hide in, but had, of course, written corpse. <laughs> Make, making their lunchtime sound like something out of The Revenant. We go and hide in the corpse so that the Reavers don't find us. They'll never see us there. <laughs> That's horrible. What a great image. There was uh, not so much a misspelling, but <laughs> just a, a miswriting, I suppose. Mm-hmm. There was uh, on the front of the paper where there are loads of boxes to fill in. One of them is boy or girl. And a girl had written... That's very binary, isn't it? It is. That's not very progressive, Essex. Progression isn't the watchword. No. These are grammar schools, let's remember. Oh, yeah. Um, But she'd written girl, but her R went straight into the L, so it just looked like gin, (laughs) (laughs) which just felt like my mood. That's like... (laughs) That's my sexuality. Yeah. (laughs) I self-identify as gin. That's great. Then... um, Oh... (laughs) This one I only found today, which was someone said, uh, when uh, we went along, he like it was just he was just lying. Okay, let's get <laughs> this out of the way. He was lying. I hate him already. He was saying that on he went to the cinema, but there were all Liar. these football legends there. Oh, come off it. Zidane at a multiplex. No, Fuck like off. even more than that, dead ones. Oh, his no. dad, his dad's uh, absolute footballing hero is there. I don't know if you don't know if you've ever heard of Gorge Best. <laughs> Oh, Gorge. Gorge. Yes. The next three are all dreadful, dreadful shames. Mm-hmm. But I th- so I think I'll save my favourite till the end. So we have two from the opposite end of the spectrum now mm-hmm. to discuss, which are uh, really off-the-wall spellings. These are, you know, in the area where you've never read a book. You've never okay. seen this word written down. But they're just having a guess. They're anyway. just having a go, you know? And I mean, props to them for trying, but also mm-hmm. never try again. <laughs> That's uh, the message you want to convey we had, to our 11-year-old listeners. In at number three, we had the word usual. Mm-hmm. How do you think this might have been spelt? I can see it getting some W's involved. I can see an R maybe creeping in. Uh, you're not wrong on the W's, no R's. Okay. Is it going to start with like an E-W vibe? No. No, here we go. How about an H? No, no, mm. it's it, they, they've gone uh, a little bit more constructionist than you, I think. Okay, you're going phonetically. That's mm-hmm. not how this person works. What they've done is they've written the word use. Okay, clever. Then there's a small hyphen. Oh, and then they've written the word wall. Use wall. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I see. That's Very the clever. use wall way of doing it. What about the place name Thingwall? Isn't that just the worst thing? Stop that. 
That's have not you not come across Thing Wall? No, and I you hope it... never to do so again. <laughs> well, you're in luck because <laughs> I've used my $25 Airbnb credit for one night only. Our Thing Wall special. Just down the road from Block Switch. <laughs> then we have maybe the worst spelling I've ever seen. Okay. This is uh, this goes into the Hall of Fame as uh, the worst attempt. This is like that famous Reddit one that excurgated. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Um, I do. So in school, you could write an essay. Mm-hmm. How have they written essay? Oh, they got one of those words wrong already. If yep. it's just the letters S and A. That's then. the one. The letters <sighs> S and A. So Both. on one of the tutoring sites I use, there's a button. <laughs> right. Um, I think it's fairly new, this tutoring site. So I don't think they've thought this feature through very well. But when you're like teaching someone English as a second language, if they come on and they're like rude or, I don't know, just an idiot, or f- literally for any reason, there's just a button that says, ban student forever. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, wouldn't it be great if you had a similar bit of functionality in I, place for the 11 plus? I'm so angry that there isn't. Like there are yeah. so many things, especially today doing the admin where I just, mm-hmm. I think that you should be banned. If you misspell the word favorite on the first line, despite it being printed in the question, not one centimeter above, that, should, that should just preclude you from the idea of education forever. <laughs> you are, you are lost to education. Oh. If you can't, listen to the instruction, write your surname, then your first name. Or mm. if for some reason you've got so many names that you don't know which ones to put down. Look, I've been there. And you don't put down the one, the single one by which I need to identify you, then you shouldn't be allowed in. Yeah. Um, I guess that'd be difficult to admit that person anyway, because they're a total name ghost. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Imagine the amount of time that I spent attempting to alphabetize a list of papers where only... 30% of them had actually written their names. It makes it really difficult. <laughs> but in another way, it makes it very easy to choose who's allowed to progress in the test. I wish. Like, well, there's an incinerator here that these would all be pushed into, like for assault. <laughs> now, my favourite misspelling of all time. Here Ooh. it is. Because it's a double whammy. Okay. This person hedged their bets twice and lost. <laughs> this person went for the double or nothing. Mm-hmm. And and came out with nothing. Came out with two nothings. Yeah. So Bad. my favourite subject is geography. Okay. That sounds racist somehow. Full stop. The reason I like geography. Oh no, they've changed it. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Like wow. the, you've tried twice and failed. That's lovely. both times. It just also makes me not believe that it's your favourite, <laughs> that mm. you can't spell it. I'd have thought they'd put one second into working out how to spell their favourite. I do admire the approach, though, because that is like spread betting, isn't it? They're acknowledging, I don't know how to spell this word, so I'll give it my two best attempts. Yeah. And, you know, one of them's got to be right. It's, it's got sh- to be goo <laughs> It's a shame that they don't know that hedging your bets is probably likely to get you fewer marks <laughs> than, <laughs> than just sticking to your guns. Yeah, maybe. So we move on to category two now. Mm-hmm. Category two is nonsense superpowers. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't think of the potential for this. So there are so many different things that went wrong with this question. Mm-hmm. Some people chose superpowers that aren't superpowers. Like what? 
breakfast. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Some people um, chose to get a superpower by having a different superpower so they could mimic having the first one. Wow, waste of time. Which was <laughs> cumbersome to read, mm. certainly. Cumbersome to watch for a whole series of heroes. Yeah. <laughs> that showed them. So, uh, and the, the other is um, questionable ways in which they would use their powers. Yeah. So, I guess they're quite young to be using them in too questionable a way. I'd hope. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm oh, afraid. That's a shame. So, um, let's start with the boy who wanted the superpower of... All caps. Running. <laughs> now, hang on. Do we know for certain that this boy was in his present, uh, you know, was he able-bodied is what I'm getting at? Well, what I'm going to say is that if he weren't, and that's why he wanted the superpower of running, I'd have hoped he'd have mentioned it at some point in the extract. Right. That I want, fair. I want the superpower of running because currently I can only roll. Like. Yeah. I'd have given him full marks straight away for that sentence alone. <laughs> but really, he just wanted to run. And I was like, okay. what? I've got great news for you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> what you want to do is give walking a go, but here's the trick. <laughs> just, just one after the other. More. Quick. Go on. Go on. One. Go You're on. there. Go next one. Can you imagine being there if... For the first time in 11 years, a child realised that they too could unlock the capacity of running. It was, it was no longer a dream. Level up! <laughs> there was a girl... No, there was a boy who wanted the the ability to change into whatever animal he wanted mm-hmm. so that he could turn into a bird right. because he wanted to be able to fly. Well... That's not necessarily... I think that's good logic because he wants to fly now. He's saying, I don't know, in 30 years, I might want to swim. I see. Now, the thing is, A, he could probably swim anyway. (laughs) The superpower of swimming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But also, he spent the entire eight sentences that he wrote talking about why he just loved to fly. And I just couldn't help but think that he'd maybe missed an opportunity. For what? To just be to able just to fly without being to a bird. fly, yeah. Yeah, but I bet it's different if you're a bird, don't you? Because if you're flying without wings, that's weird. People will look at you. You're right, it is different as a bird. You're more likely to be preyed upon or shot down, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Because if you're a person flying around, you're going to be arrested by science and studied. Oh, Have you no. not seen X-Men? Oh, no, no, no. They've all got invisibility as well. Oh, right. Don't that's you worry. Every single... Power. Every... Every single child wants wanted to be, to be invisible. Weird. That's but an in, odd thing, isn't it? But in every, like in true Carl Pilkington style, for the most boring of reasons. So is it, what's Carl? So that he can get locked in he a wa- shop Yeah, he overnight. wants to get locked in a shop overnight. <laughs> so there's no no other people around when he does his record yeah. shopping or something. Um, the, yeah, I mean, we had someone who wanted to be invisible. And in fact, most of them wanted to be invisible so that they could be better at hide and seek. And only one <laughs> fucker out of the, it must have been 200 papers I marked that said they wanted to be 
uh, invisible to win at hide and seek. Only one fucker admitted that it was cheating. <laughs> the rest of them said it would make me better. Well, it's not. I thought better. you were going to say, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say only one of them wanted the superpower of extraordinary seeking. <laughs> He's just going to fuck them all over. It's like these two dickheads. I want the ability to be able to see invisible people. Yeah. (laughs) That's like, do you remember the, uh, there was a Reddit thread a a little while ago of um, what would be the worst superpowers to have. Mm -hmm. And the top two were the ability to control ants, brackets, but only three at a time. (laughs) And, (laughs) and... The ability for everyone else to read your thoughts. Oh no, that's <laughs> not an ability. <laughs> it's Quite a real the su- super powerlessness, super hindrance. <laughs> that sounds like a, an ableist slur. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Oh, he's got one of those super hindrances. Um, we had a girl who wanted to be able to freeze time, mm-hmm. and the only reason that she was able to give was so that she could freeze time, run across the room, unfreeze time, and make it look like she'd teleported. This fucking Bernadette's watch. (laughs) All all I can think of is that for her, the deceit is just as important as the power itself. (laughs) She doesn't just want to be able to teleport. She wants... She wants to have she tricked to, you. No, yeah. <laughs> She's got to have that extra step of like, you fucking idiot. Not only Yo. have I got the appearance of two different powers, <laughs> but my third and most important power is being better than you <laughs> on an intellectual level. The last point on invisibility is that one kid wanted it so that he could play, <laughs> so he could play on his Xbox without his parents knowing it was him. <laughs> um... <laughs> And I, I, I was about to write the comment, it could it be one of their other invisible children? <laughs> but before I could, I saw that the next sentence said, they'll just think it's playing itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is, Margaret, just playing itself again. <laughs> Where's just... Kevin? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about Bed's it. Bed's empty. He's not answering, but I'm sure he's fine. Kids are, kids are like that these days. <laughs> It's just such a wonderful insight into that childish logic yeah, of, of like, well, if, if if you walked into the room and the Xbox was on, but you couldn't see me playing it, they'd never assume it was invisible me. They'd assume yeah. it was just ghosts. <laughs> Equally, a lot of them wanted telekinesis and mm-hmm. only one person that the three people on my table came across in three days was able to spell it correctly. That's but, fair um, enough. That's a difficult one. They all wanted it just so that they could change the TV without using the remote. Oh, that's depressing. That's like something that Richard Littlejohn would conjure in a kind of hate-based <laughs> polemic hate-based about classist millennials. <laughs> diatribe. In yeah. Essex, yeah. It's, uh, it was a shame that so, so, that so many of them said that. Or like, mm. oh, I could get my phone without moving. Fucking hell. You want the ability to move things with your mind so that you can just sit down more. <laughs> I suppose my last uh, my last thoughts on, on this particular bit is uh, a troublesome episode mm-hmm. um, in which a boy said that he would like to be able to shapeshift into animals. Right. <clears throat> um, and one of his reasons, in fact, the reason that he spent the longest uh, describing was um, mainly, he said, if I was the last person on earth, 
I could turn into an animal and fill the world with animals. Oh, now, a couple of issues. <laughs> you, I, well, you're not concerned by this, are you? I find it very worrying indeed. <laughs> what, what exactly about this child's very open admission of lust of a bestial nature... Um, do you, does it count as bestiality if you if you are an animal at that point? Though I, I'm sure it does. I think bestiality's got to be about the conscious. When you shapeshift into it. an animal, is it implicit that your brain does not? Well, yeah. Otherwise, you're that'd stuck. Be it. <laughs> you wouldn't even know that you're you. Mm, but maybe there's a chance that like lions, like maybe one lion every million years dreams about being a human, and that would be enough to like trigger the power back. And you'd be like, oh, fuck, I was just a lion for ages. <laughs> that's a big gamble you're playing. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying that's how it is. I'm just saying that if it were one of those, you know, those types of capricious genie you get yeah. these days. <laughs> <laughs> Street corners, they're Fucking... just selling their wares. <laughs> <laughs> Workaday genie pricks with their tricks that they have and caveats on powers. I think that would be a good one to explore. Better, of course, than like repopulating via your own horrible action <laughs> seed <laughs> you'd have to shapeshift so quickly that you were multiple members of the same species at the same time no 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 what do you mean well if he's going to re like procreate with just himself left no no he's not no 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 he's if he's the, the only if he's the only person left mm -hmm. he could re he could populate the world with animals but the, yeah. the world would already be populated. Yeah, but he's going to, like, speed that process up. It's very much he's, taking care of itself, he's Kevin. Re he's really, <laughs> Back off. He's really putting, the, putting his foot down on this one. Simply is not... The this conservation is, angle this is, is not going to buy is, you any fucking animals points, Kevin. Look, this is pedal-to-the-floor repopulation, this is. <laughs> the RSPCA aren't going to be there to give him any brownie points for this. And it's reckon, entirely for his own pleasure. Do you reckon his, like, offspring would have weird a weird kind of semi-consciousness as well Isn't yeah that the that'd real be horrible quality? they would they would know just enough they'd have just enough like self-awareness to, to know that something was wrong but not be able to do anything about it like the end of being john malkovich or something like the curiosity <laughs> rover oh no <laughs> or like that <laughs> i've uh, got some inside information or like that did you see the um the robot i think it was um doorman from that company that drowned itself <laughs> Oh, that's very sad. It's <laughs> just the most tragic picture of it. had like gone outside and fallen into like a little water feature yeah. outside. That was it. That was the end of robots. Now, uh, I recognise that we're running short on time. Yeah, well, we I... can make this into more than one episode. Oh, fantastic. Um, do you want to leave some of these then for next yeah, time? Yeah, okay. Let's go into some emails. Then. Yeah. Just How to, long uh, do we have? We've got about... 10 minutes okay well we've got a few <coughs> emails and then if we've got time then we'll do a quick priest yeah um what emails do we have on scheduling from toby marstones king i don't have twitter he says because i'm not a tosser well that's shade thrown already there toby um but my vote is for wednesday fits better with my schedule and the world revolves around me the vote we should say for the episode's release date is heavily skewing Wednesday at the moment and I think it shuts in about one second I know like tomorrow 82% Wednesday 18% Sundays so it's looking like Wednesday is going to be the one um, in case you don't know what we're on about then we're cutting to one episode a week for the time being and that's going to be Wednesday it looks like in case it all goes crazy 
Um, other email we've had is from Mark. I've just started composing a response back to them. Half time is the email. Do you have this up? No, I don't. Well, look, I'll, I'll read it for you. Go That's right the kind ahead. of person I am. Isaac and Declan. It certainly is a shame that I will soon only get to hear your ramblings on a weekly basis rather than bi-weekly. Brackets. It's odd that that word means both twice a week and every two weeks. The English language is full of many such quirks. Yes, it is a shame, isn't it? I, I dislike there's, that um, fact. There, uh, there's an entire episode of Archer where uh, part of the plot revolves around knowing the difference between biannual and biennial. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's quite good. Um you said that you were worried that people might choose to prune your podcast when suffering from an overload. I must admit that I do prune podcasts that have sat and listened for too long. Me too. But that has been from other providers and not yours. So that's oh, good. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. As to the difficult choices to which day to keep my vote would go for the Wednesday episode. There we go. Anyway, the loss will be tempered by the new big budget production standards you will be bringing in future episodes. <laughs> Mark kind of, preemptively taking yeah. the piss out of us there. <laughs> He knows. With regards to Airbnb, uh, by some form of reverse psychology on your behalf, I ended up using it for the first time to book some accommodation in Paris. This is my favourite sentence. You made it sound like such a fun way to meet interesting new people and exciting <laughs> adventures. Do you think we've been irresponsible because we made it sound like it's a real lark to get yourself almost killed now? Do you think that we made it sound like a real lark? I don't know. I thought that we did our best to make it as horrifying as possible by simply telling exactly what happened. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose, but it was still content. Anyway, the owner cancelled my reservation the night before I was meant to arrive, so a very short-lived excursion for me, but no living in fear of my imminent brutal murder and being secreted, no, secreted under a dirty tarpaulin. So swings Uh, and roundabouts. Secreted. That's a horrible misreading. I know. (laughs) Secreted under a dirty tarpaulin. (laughs) From a pipette. That's that's an even worse crime. I've been turned into a horrible goo at this point. You somehow managed to make Joe even worse. (laughs) Getting Augustus glooped into the back garden. Viscous. So in conclusion, once a week for the podcast is infinitely better than not at all. Thanks for the entertainment. Thanks for your email, Mark. As ever, we are big fans of receiving them. We, um, we inevitably have a moment where we simultaneously message one another about having read your email. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. We get very excited. We have a couple of minutes left, don't we? We do. Don't yes. we? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Please. Yes, um, we have I believe a few left. we left Proust all those months ago with the question, what are your favourite names? Or did we do what is it that you most dislike? What is it? What was the second one? Sorry. What is it that you most dislike? We haven't done that. I didn't think so either. So question 32, you'll never guess what it is. What is it that you most dislike? Now, on the face of it, this sounds like the perfect question for our show. But Uh, but, the spectrum uh, is so broad here. Yeah, exactly. We've got 44 episodes of what we most dislike. (laughs) So far, fucking get in line, Proust. Thus far, we seem to have settled on Joe as the option. (laughs) He's up there. The very idea of dying in block switch is why I yeah, <laughs> dislike that's the most. Um, perilously this... similar to other questions that Proust's asked us, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> he's About good at traits that. traits you deplore in others. This uh, is like um, one of my university essays where I've just said the same just sentence over and over <laughs> in different <laughs> ways. For the best. <laughs> yes. Um, 
what are you leaning towards? What's the kind of, maybe we should start narrowing it down. Remember yeah, I was how we managed say, to narrow it down to Mona the Vampire from the whole host of characters. Of, of people who could have been my idol. Yeah. So yeah. I think if we start identifying some basic areas, so is the thing you most dislike, is it going to be a person? That, it's, it's Charlie Zapman Bones from the <laughs> oh, TV from, show. From Mona the Mona Vampire. That vampire. <laughs> She's a nice normal girl. That makes In, Mona sound like a verb. Mona, that vampire. <laughs> that horrible game show. Horrible Van Helsing game show. Are you um, thinking people? Are you thinking trait? Are you thinking object? I'm I'm thinking, well, traits we've Feeling. already done. People mm. we could do, but we've also done that. Who do you most despise? Who did we say for that? I think I plucked for Kissinger. Oh, yes, I do remember that. Oh, and mine was just Piers Morgan, because I'd read something about him that day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's changed um, now. He's no longer my least favourite. Oh, who is it at the moment? At the moment? Um, mm, good question. I don't know the person by name, but it's got to be whoever is behind this conspiracy theory about the Las Vegas shootings, that the shooter was the same person who ran one of the like camps that handed out free water bottles at a marathon once. <laughs> what have you not followed this theory no so that's this is one of the more fringe ones but basically the idea is that it was a false flag operation oh i've seen um, too many of those yeah like, exactly theories and there are up. a couple of the. i think the most uh prominent one that infowars have covered is that he's a guy called john let me see hoax it's basically a guy who's already been in public maybe it was someone involved in sandy hook he was like one of the first responders at sandy hook they reckon right. is now the shooter because they guess well i'll tell you the similarities and you tell me what you think okay cool. uh, so they're both men right same name yeah um not not that we know but you know oh, right oh, okay name like he could change a name couldn't what you? about date of birth or age no oh, it, well age they're both old old you know oh old oh yeah. they're, they're both you know old a oh, very yeah. old geriatric or Oh, just, you know, like generally old. Oh, just in, old. in the old, old area of... Older. Yeah, exactly. Older men so far. Yeah, right, okay. Um, but not... They, but they are... So they're like... Yeah, that's the same age. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it's about... It's, it's, you know, swings and roundabouts. Plus, some time's going to overlapse, isn't it? Since... Uh, yeah, since yeah, so he would have got older. Yeah. Yeah. I think he looks younger, but don't worry about that. No. Um, <laughs> that's a, and that's then, a different issue. Of course, they've both got white hair. Or, or not much hair as well. They both have not much white hair. Yeah, so, so it's the same, isn't it? That's that, well, I'm convinced. False yeah, flag. Exposed. Uh, so whoever's behind that particular conspiracy country, and it's made its way to the flat Earth community, of course. They're big. Of course. Because not only oh is the Earth flat, they but guns, obviously, loving it. Anyone. So yeah, they're they, all up in it. If we took away their guns, how would they shoot at the firmament to prove how it's real? How would they... How would they shoot Thoth away from crashing into (laughs) Puerto Rico or whatever it's up to? I think Um, my least favourite person at the moment is probably Boris Johnson. Oh, yeah. I think I've finally, finally reached that point where there is no humour left in anything he says. Not even in an ironic sense. Supine, protoplasmic, whatever it was. I, I can't watch that without vomiting no me neither you know how horrible man this week he made that joke about libya mm. and about how it could be the next holiday destination as soon as they clear up the bodies 
And that's then, tasteful, isn't it? Because he's foreign secretary. And then had the balls to tweet that it's a shame that people were trying to politicise his uh, his statement when they didn't know much about Libya. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, once you know about Libya, you know that, that that's fine. There's a great tradition of um, joking about dead civilians, obviously. That oh, I, yeah. I don't know that. I'm just taking Boris's lead on that one. As uh, I mean, the only the only saving grace was that video of him having to be told to stop reciting the uh, Rudyard Kipling poem in the <laughs> Myanmar temple, yes, which is just the most outrageous public shame for any foreign secretary surely <laughs> be. Yes, it's not and yet he it. perseveres, mm, like a horrible, uh, malignant cunt growth. Oh, yeah, no, that one. <laughs> That's him. A the horrible, absolute, malignant cunt. The absolute dofin. <clears throat> so what is it that... Dopin, yeah. What is it that you most dislike is going to be Boris Johnson at the moment? Uh, yeah, go for it. Okay. I can't think of, a, like, an object, which I suppose is the only thing left of the, like, <laughs> trait. I suppose we could go for concept. What concept do you hate the most? Mm. For okay. me... It's equality. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should throw in, like, just as an aside, that um, I did give a, a girl from the 11 plus full marks because for her superpower, her superpower was she wanted the superpower to bring peace, which mm-hmm. is normally something that I would just kind of roll my eyes at mm-hmm. because if it was like a shameless attempt to get marks. But she wrote the most incredibly eloquent <laughs> like UN address about oh, wow. why peace would be great. It was, it was like two pages long. That's it lovely. felt like, it felt like something from the end of a, an Aaron Sorkin script. Wow. Get her on the show. Yeah. I'll, I'll she send can her a message. launch her, her platform. From, I'm sure that's not a crime. Podcast. Hey, <laughs> got your deets from the 11 plus little girl. How'd you like to come and join me and my older friend on a podcast? <laughs> Look, I've got a DBS check that specifically says that I'm safe. <laughs> Mine's eight schools. days out of date. It's the most I dangerous know, so time to be launching such a venture. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is it that you most dislike? Um, for me, it's got to be, again, like I can't think of an object in particular. I'm trying to think of an object that makes me like irrationally angry, though, because there must be something. What about, here's one for you. When you go to bounce a bouncy ball and it just collapses with like more weight than it should have on the floor that's a very impotent rage that i think we can all relate to yeah or where it you're about to get it after a couple of bounces but it just clips something that's at an angle and Mm. then somehow it seems to gain about 20 percent more energy than it ever had before and just disappears into a different realm i like that that keeps you guessing. How about, here's another one. What about when you're having jelly or jello, as I believe you call it over in the States, Wrong. and uh, you're just enjoying its gentle dissolvability and, and just the whole vibe of the jelly is just great. And then you bite a bit and it's just like jelly gristle. <laughs> Have you ever had that? I am sickened to <laughs> my and very like tendon. soul. Or a hoof. By the phrase jelly gristle. <laughs> Hashtag jelly gristle. It sounds like a Dickens villain. I think it sounds like Mr. A, jelly a gristle DJ. scorned. <laughs> <laughs> MC <laughs> jelly gristle. <laughs> <laughs> also, MC jelly gristle in the house. Mr. 
isn't it called Penny Whistle? I, I realise that's not the clown from <laughs> it, but I'm sure Penny Whistle is like an Enid Blyton creation, isn't he? Mr. Uh, Mr. Pink Whistle. Oh, for fuck's sake. Why do I keep thinking everything's called Penny Whistle? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you've got to make it up. I think I'm. Uh, this is what the universe is telling me, isn't it? I think it should be a I combination of the two. A lovely children's so character, but also the most haunting <laughs> clown entity in the entire universe. He's a lovely children's character who exclusively travels by sewer. <laughs> <laughs> makes his antics very specific, specifically noxious in odour. Um, do we have time for one more? Or should we get out while the we can, is hot? We can do one more. Okay, well, it's a nice light one to bring us out. Get out while it's hot. You want to end on Penny Whistle, the (laughs) sewer-traveling carnival (laughs) freak. Oh, question. If we have any commissioning editors for, like, (laughs) CBBC or Disney Channel listening, then just drop me a line. In the night sewer. (laughs) In the sludge garden. (laughs) Lovely. Um, Number 33. You know what they say about a show like this is that you, as the people running it, the show, although it doesn't exist as a physical entity, it is a construct of our intertwining narratives and energies and momentums and tangents. And in that vein, they say, leave them wanting more, you know, end on a high with question 33. What is your deepest regret? (laughs) (laughs) This has been episode 45. Wow. (laughs) Well, <clears throat> it all started many moons ago. Mm-hmm. I can't even differentiate between all of my <laughs> dreadful, deep regrets. <laughs> I don't know. I, I never thought that I would be asked to rank one as the single most regrettable. Mm. How about this then? Is there any, we can think about a specific instance. Because I think if I were asked this without having been asked the others, I would have told that story that I told many a, an episode ago about turning off mr taylor's computer do you remember yeah it's dark wasn't it that's probably very much a lie if that's your answer to this question (laughs) well i don't know i don't have many like that sinatra song new york new york um but i think maybe we want to identify like a commonality a common theme in our regrets rather than dwell on one in particular not least of all because i can't nothing comes to mind immediately but i guess what sort of things do you find that you regret uh more more than others is it like things you've said things you've done both (laughs) (laughs) things i've said i was going to do and then did (laughs) things i said i was going to say i think that regret for me is uh inherently tied to the way that I've made people sound or look in response to something. Oh, that the, what on the earth act, are you talking about? Well, like I, I do regret things that I have done or said, but I think that the impetus for that regret is always um, lodged very specifically in ways in which people have reacted to those things right. that I've done or said, like the particular tremble in someone's voice when you know that you've really upset them mm. or the look this on someone's like, face. Um, this is like Sartre's thing about how if you're a pervert, <laughs> he's like, imagine you're a pervert. Right. I'm glad that you're making this connection <laughs> for me. But anyway, he was a bit of a fiend, wasn't he? For someone who looked like an absolute frog. 
Uh, and I don't mean that as a racial thing because I look, guys, I'm half French, right? But he did look like a sort of bullfrog man, but he got around and he wrote this essay about how, um, emotion and kind of negative emotion in particular is responsive and reflexive rather than internal. And he's like, if you're, um, imagine you're a pervert spying on someone through a peephole, you're fine until someone else sees you. And only then is the feeling of regret or remorse or embarrassment. Only then is it, is it present? And it, so it takes interaction to have emotions rather than just the actions themselves. Yeah. Uh, but the I, argument I'm, against that is that you should feel bad in the first place. So do you think you're a bad person now? Uh, almost certainly. Good. <laughs> by, any, by any objective <laughs> definition, <laughs> it would probably be wrong of me to say otherwise. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I like to think that I'm getting better. Oh. <laughs> and you think that the show's helping you, do you? Oh, definitely. Good. Well, this I'm is like a, this is an outlet for all of the negativity in my life. Yeah. Well, that's nice. So I'll be here long after all you lovely listeners have gone. <laughs> Still just talking away into the microphone, answering questionnaire after questionnaire, <laughs> detailing with impossible accuracy the most sorrowful moments of my days. Hmm. Well, that's nice to know. I. Uh... Yeah, I can't think of anything in particular. It would definitely not be anything I've done. It would be something I've not done. Uh, oh, no, here's one for you. So, what? where was I? I have a feeling I was in Tenerife. I was probably about six, maybe seven, but no older than 23, right? And I was at one of those, like, entertainment things they do. And are you familiar? I know you will be, but listeners might not be familiar with the character Zippy. As in Zippy and George. Well, you just said that you knew I will. So why are you waiting for a response? I thought you were asking rhetorically. Yeah, of course I am. Okay, good. So he's, for you guys who don't know, he's an odd little creature from a program called, what is it called? Like Rainbow? Yeah. Yeah. And it was on in the, I want to say 70s, maybe 80s. It's got that creepy 70s pervert look. Yeah, it has that kind of grainy, like found footage of... um, abuse looks like something that you 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 were sure looking back on was cancelled after one episode a a devastating affair but anyway he his character is all about he's kind of anarchic as a figure and he's got a really weird voice and he's basically just a puppet with a zip for a mouth but his voice is this very gravelly quite intimidating affair and as i remember it and i haven't seen much of the program he kind of barrels around um surrounded by more normal and kind of archetypal children's TV characters who are just living their lives while Zippy kind of fucks things up for them in a mischievous, I suppose, ultimately endearing way. And anyway, there was this entertainment thing on. I have no context for this other than the very specific memory. And what happened, right? The the guy had a Zippy puppet. Maybe he was involved in Zippy's life somehow originally when it was on TV. And at some point, in the evening the comedy of whatever this this man was uh, producing had come to a, an apex a zenith its apotheosis and it was time for zippy to kind of fuck off home and he called on me being the youngest person in the audience to come and i think i was supposed to zip zippy's mouth and i just wouldn't do it i was like no i'm not doing that and he was like come on in that zippy voice and that didn't make me want to do it anymore <laughs> but even then i was very aware of 
the idea that I was missing out on an opportunity and uh, it's quite a little opportunity to be the person who zips a puppet in front of an audience of about 20 (laughs) in some no like no name holiday destination place but I remember even as I turned it down and it was one of those in my head at least it was one of those you know when someone asks you to dance and you're not in the mood they're like oh come and dance and you're like nah and they're like no but come on it'll be great and you're like no I really don't want to at the moment which is quite rare for me but that kind of insistence and he kept asking and he kept asking oh, I still no. didn't want to and even well, as I, I was mean, I turning think, it I think down at, I knew at this point it strikes me as his fault for just persevering I think so with I the think kid who clearly did not want to zip a puppet shut <laughs> No, I didn't want to, but I think he was, I think, I think if you looked him up, he's definitely in prison now. I think (laughs) that was just gut instinct on your part. That was like when we left Joe's. (laughs) I did. I honed these instincts early and they stayed with me, but no, I think, I think it was, uh, it's become a metaphor zipping that puppet for opportunities like paths not taken. And it's really stayed with me as something it's informed a lot of decision-making in my life that, well, one of the questions coming up is about uh, like words that you live by. And as I will discuss, I'll now spoil my answer to that. One thing that I say whenever I'm trying to like psych myself up to do something uh, is, do you want to, I say it to other people as well. Like, do you want to remember this as the day you didn't do whatever it is? Because it's always more interesting to do stuff. Oh, much. Yeah. And so I thank Zippy in a way for, not only my deepest regret, but for for giving me something to work against for the whole rest of my life. That's lovely. Mm. You've reminded me of a, a far less cautionary tale and more of just a, a very distinct regret that I now have from my own childhood. Is it when uh, you're a puppeteer? It's a <laughs> with a zippy doll. I was abroad at this holiday. <laughs> no, it was. Um, I was maybe four. Mm-hmm five at most yeah and uh my brother therefore was three maybe bordering on four mm-hmm. we've been out shopping <laughs> you make it sound like you're at the pub we've been out we'd hit the town <laughs> a couple of eight balls between us you know what it's like two guys we'd been placated <laughs> during this trip because shopping when you're a kid is boring as fuck it's boring mm. as fuck anyway mostly unless but you get a treat or something as a sm- exactly exactly that Isaac Mm. and this time we had been treated mother had treated us each to a large helium balloon from boots they were I'll be honest giving them away (laughs) (laughs) what a treat but they were they were reasonably big they were branded obviously they're not (laughs) mugs boots but um you know a helium balloon when you're a kid oh yeah the possibilities are infinite and it teaches you about decay as well it taught us about something else that day. Mm. See, what I did was we went home and I looked up like any child does. I looked up to the skies and I dreamed. And I dreamed of what it would look like to see my balloon floating away off into the distance, Mm. into space, into orbit. But you see, the thing is, I also didn't want to lose my balloon. Mm-hmm. You're also dreaming of playing with it after that. Exactly. Yeah. And I knew, you know, even in my childishness, I knew that once you'd let go of that balloon, That's that it. was it. You know? It's God's balloon now. You had, uh, you had the, the gift of, of it flying away 
and yeah. seeing that beauty, American beauty style. But um, but then that was it. And that is, like you say, a lesson in, in decay, in death, in loss. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't ready to learn that lesson. <laughs> but I was ready for my brother to learn that lesson. <laughs> so I remember very clearly standing in the garden and in in a way that is sneaky only if you are five and the person you're talking to is three. Yeah. I said, Hey, Kieran, let's hold your balloon for a second. (laughs) Give us a hold. And my brother being the nicest, sweetest, most innocent little thing went, yeah, sure. Here you go, big brother, Declan. I trust and love you. And handed over his balloon. And what I think I remember most clearly about this is that I held on to that balloon for, I think, less than a second. (laughs) There was no, like, there was no ruse that I was ever giving it back. He handed it over and I turned and lifted it up to the sky and let go and off it went. (sighs) And my brother was understandably devastated. Yeah. I'm devastated just hearing about it. And I have such a vivid memory of this day of upsetting him, of ruining him, of taking advantage Mm. of him in that way. And uh, I mean, I won't say I regret it because it was cool watching the balloon flow fly away. But (laughs) On balance, I mean, it was pretty sick. What I'll say is that I, I wouldn't do it again. I wouldn't okay. do it. I wouldn't do it again. I don't know if I did fall for it again. If I did, yeah, I'd have to come up with a better story. <laughs> God, give us a hold. <laughs> Just it's a second, the, won't let go. It's not Promise, the strongest governor. fantasy you've constructed around this. Like, oh, there's an emergency. We're, the government says I have to hold your balloon for a second. No, no oh. time for it. No, I knew. I I knew. Well, this is this is probably the thing that I regret is that I I knew that in his innocence and his loveliness that yeah. he would he would trust me. I was his big brother. That's the worst thing of all, isn't it? Betrayed your authority position. More fool him. Mm. Well, there you go. I mean, that got pretty dark, guys. I hope that you've stayed with us on this one. (laughs) It's not like that documentary where that guy admitted to being a merger. Do you remember about that? Is it called The Ladder or something? It's called The Something. And I've spoiled it. So it's a good job I didn't have the title to mind. <laughs> but anyway, he did do those murders. So it's not quite at that level. But I mean, we've, we've got darkness inside us. I mean, that's, that much is clear to anyone listening to this. It's a pretty rock and roll podcast. We're pretty, you know, we've been around the world. Don't speak the language. We're not green. Guys, look, we like hearing from you. And, um, we, you know, we read anything out. Oh, we've got some reviews. Shall I do that? We've got one minute. <gasps> yes, go on. Okay, here we go. Here we go. You can leave reviews at shame.city slash review or reviews or search. That's a shame on iTunes. We appreciate them a great deal. Not only because it's just really nice, like it's a really nice thing to do and it brightens our day immensely, but also it does some mystical boost to the podcast and much like Kieran's balloon floating off into stardom in, in almost the literal sense where not for that pesky stratosphere, then uh, it will boost the podcast and elevate us to even higher heights than our current hostless, unable to record by any means other than shouting into an absolute dream method that we currently have. Anyway, we have here Paulo 
I'm going to say Dybala from the UK. Might have fucked up both parts of that name. Terribly sorry if that's the case. Hilarious. Five stars. Oh, wow. What a funny podcast, which does, I'll admit, in that reading sounds sarcastic, but um, <laughs> I, like that. I think oh, that was more wow. your intonation. <laughs> what a funny podcast. Isaac and Declan are so funny together. Very very happy i know this bit's hard to read sarcastically very very happy i've stumbled upon this podcast that's lovely to hear tell us how you stumbled upon it as well if you don't mind oh yeah shame.city i'm you know it's good for us to know how it's getting around there this show like most shows is absolutely nothing without its listenership i wouldn't and say if nothing you, and if you want confirmation of that just go and listen to the pilot <laughs> <laughs> Look at the episodes one through nine <clears throat> and hear the absolute shambles that was this show, mm. as as opposed to this highly refined, well-recorded, well scrupulously machine. edited <laughs> show yep. that we have now. Um, but what we mean by this, what we mean to, to say is that we love when you guys get in touch. Um, we mentioned it earlier that we instantly... Uh, speak to each other as soon as we uh, we get any contact from you guys and yep. uh, and as you've heard as well like we love to read this stuff out on the show mm. um build the shame city community yeah you know from the so, ground up because it's more of a you know it's like a town at the moment from the ground hamlet. from the ground up and the ears down that's we're the building a better world Hmm. So if you'd like to be part of this wonderful community, you can get in touch with us in any number of ways, by which I mean two, <laughs> three, if we're being generous. You can email us, can't you, Isaac? Oh, very much so. And where might they do that? Well, if I were you, listener, I'd go over to <clears throat> shame.city just because it's such a laugh anyway. There's a giant dog, there's buttons that move, there's all kinds of things to look at. If you have a board... There's then... that obnoxious little pop-up as well, isn't there? No, I got rid of it. Wow, because it broke. Good. Couldn't bother <laughs> to fix it, so off it went. <laughs> Great but news. Look, what I was going to say is if you're ever bored, you're strapped for something to do for a couple of minutes... Go on shame.city, click on the episodes tab and have a look at some of the artwork that I slave over, quite frankly, for the benefit of the one person who ever sees it, which <laughs> is me. Yes. But no, look, some of it's all right. There's some little jokes in some of them. It's quite funny. There's weird stock images I find of like an Amazon robot. No, anyway, really, there are some really weird stock images. It is used. odd. It is odd. Shame.city slash contact will take you to a contact form. You're going to type in your name, your email address. You're going to type your message. You're going to press send or submit or whatever it is. And it's going to wing its way, that electro letter, all across, like that bit in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where Mike TV gets transmitted in a million tiny pieces. And it's quite clearly just sort of pixels that they've glitched from another frame. And there's a lovely little noise that goes with it, though. That's like digital rain. That will all happen, and then it will vroom into our inbox. We'll and then read it on almost the show, certainly out be. again without us deleting it. Yeah, that's a hell of a feature. <laughs> Gmail's new hide and seek feature. Um, um, but yeah, that's one way. Or just tass at shame city, whichever floats your digi boat. So you can also get in touch with us via Twitter mm. if email is a bit old hat for you. If you're it's just down too with many the kids. If you want to be cooler than Toby Milestone's king, get on the old Twitters. Why not? Why not send a tweet our way? You can contact the show at That's a Shamecast, or mm -hmm. if you'd like to speak to us individually, though Lord knows why you would, you can find Isaac at Isaac BD or myself at Cynical Declan. 
I'm currently in a bit of a war with Kew Gardens about their vegetarian options. Yes. So if you want to get involved, <laughs> now's the time to arms shame citizens. Now's the time to get on the hype of spelling Isaac's name with two S's. No! <laughs> no one do that, please. Isaac, not me. And last of all, now look. Oh no, two things. Shame.city slash mail. We've got one bonus episode you'll be sent. We're going to record another one soon. We've got two little clips from Alton Towers that are total nonsense. And, you know, general updates get sent over there. Sign up to that mailing list. Get on the hype. You won't be spammed, I promise. But lastly, quite the opposite. Very much the opposite. Last but not least is uh, tell a friend, guys, because as we like to say on That's a Shame, word of the mouth is well it's the best of of that mouth the same mouth so if you're spreading the word i'd go further i'd say mm -hmm. that it's the best of any mouth okay so the word of just anyone's mouth is going to be better than is better than the combination of all other mouths the great universal mouth the gaping jaws of destiny yes improved upon only by telling people about this show it's a real pick-me-up i've heard from one person and i've run with it so absolutely spread the word the more the merrier you know and um let us know your feedback about this once weekly thing uh sorry if this episode hasn't gone out on the day it was supposed to as well that's uh not yes, our very fault, so because we're recording it in time uh, what can we do what can we do but yeah we're going to try and make our one episode a week just as much fun and content as as our bi-weekly episodes until then however until next wednesday i've been isaac you've been i've been declan I thought so. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Look for the bare necessities Simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities. Oh, Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Wherever I wander, wherever I roam. Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you
the bare necessities of life wherever I wander Necessities of life will come to you. Three, oh, I see. So, five, four, three, two, one, go. Go on, then. Oh, oh you want, actually want me sake. to start now? Well, I didn't know that that was it. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Oh, my God, that's clipped to fuck. So, here we go. Start again. 